we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. My name is Simone, and you are most welcome to this, the Be More You season. And this season is all about showing that you don't need to change one single thing to reach whatever your definition of success is. We want you to be especially more you and encouraging everyone out there to be their authentic self while still reaching and smashing, quite frankly, those goals. So we're looking forward to, again, a great, a great season ahead where we're talking to some fantastic humans. Thank you so much for everyone out there for joining us. And if you want to find out what we're up to, please check out our award-winning power platform at wearepower.net. You can find our podcasts, our webinars, our power circles, details about the awards, International Women's Day, everything out there. And actually, you can find out about all of our guests as well. And I'm delighted this week to introduce you to the absolutely uh, in fact, Aleli, you used it in the intro. Was it a firestorm? I'm throwing that right back at you. A firestorm of just awesomeness. Uh, Leila McKenzie, welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. Simone, thanks so much for having you, having me. And I did, absolutely. It's the first time I've ever used that word, firestorm, but that is the exact descriptor that I use for yourself because um, I've had you as guest on our Diverse and, Le- uh, Diverse and Inclusive Leaders podcast show, and you're absolutely incredible. Uh, to do this work takes a huge amount of tenacity, resilience um and often the amount that you give of your personal self is off the richter scale and so absolutely commend you for for what you do i'm very very grateful to to be here thank you oh and and thank you to you because you what you've been doing over the last number of years has been absolutely phenomenal you were of course on our 2022 power list and you're the founder and chief exec of dial global and it's very much about shifting and moving the dial for you literally the the name is in the uh, in the title there and you're an experienced business leader public speaker presenter chair author and as you just mentioned you know you have your own podcast as well and you've been launching um these amazing global diversity every reviews as well. Now in its third year, am I right there? Um, but amazing. And you're working with some of the, the world's largest employees across the UK and the US. Um, so looking forward to really catching up with everything that you've been up to across everything that you're doing across your your global hybrid summits, the the global lounges, your app, your your webinars. So so much to get, so much to get in. So let's just crack in, Layla, welcome. So where did this passion for diversity and inclusion ignite or fire start shall we say in you. where did it fire start it wasn't something that was an intentional uh, piece uh, in all honesty if I take you right back to the beginning um, diversity means different things to different people and that's the beautiful thing about it diversity inclusion belonging equity culture the whole intersection of, of everything means lots of different things to different people in my personal instance um, you know I, I, I'm a millennial which is something that I'm kind of proudly saying so I feel like I'm, I'm aging rapidly since having a little baby but I'm Chinese 
Uh, I was adopted by white British parents. I'm dyslexic. I'm super passionate about gender equity. Uh, have uh, a little baby boy who's eight and a half months old. His name is Peter. He is the love of my life. And he was a gift from uh, the wonders of, of IVF and fertility treatment, which is another thing I'm terribly passionate about speaking uh, of the moment. I didn't intend or know uh, what really I was going to go into. Um, I was interested in business. I did a business and management studies degree. Uh, I was lucky enough to get a first class honours. And the presumption that I had at the time was that my degree will get me through the door within any one of the shiny corporate organisations uh, which my peers uh, are are getting their roles in. And the fact of the matter, and I you know, don't often always tell this story, is I couldn't get a job at any of those corporate organisations. Now, um, I'm not saying um, there was a very specific reason for this, but um, it, it makes me truly believe and, and, and certainly know um, when you when you start to look at the data science methodologies that the cookie cutter model for what success looks like is not the same for all. And historically, we've looked at success as being this very kind of specific area. And I'd noticed through, um, well, pre-dial, when I spent a lot of time within exec search and talent, the higher up the classical hierarchy you go, the lower and lower the diversity. And by diversity, as I mentioned, it means many different things to many different people. And so whilst you and I certainly do um, connect and love being very proud northern birds, which is uh, ace, um, actually there's so many other dimensions to this as well. The starting point is, is different ultimately. And so this burning desire to want to level the playing field, but not just level the playing field, allow diversity in its truest and most authentic form come to life and be able to impact organizations and the work they do positively so that we can inspire business growth success for all um, not only for um, you know ourselves our peers but for future generations of leaders ultimately and so that is um, the whistle stop tour of why this is important and pertinent on a personal note uh, yet actually each and every one of us is diverse and so how we come to that party and how we allow our unique strengths to spearhead growth within our organizations and personally is, is often rather unique in in many ways and you talked about northern dyslexic chinese you know you talk about these a uh, uh, bird um you know what but you also talk about that power of intersectionality um for businesses how can businesses better harness that as opposed to putting people into boxes and creating, like as you say, you know, cookie cutter doesn't work. Well, there's never going to be a one size fits all model for success. And we talk a lot about equity, uh, which I think is a fantastic word, because really, in essence, it is about designating different resources as per the uniqueness of those certain circumstances. Organisations absolutely need to look at the the actions the interventions the um, opportunities that sit within the talent within their organization but they also need to um, pay attention to where they are at right now if in any other instance i said to you in business that you could be up to 35 percent 
more profitable, you would absolutely go for it. And diversity, I believe, is is not being utilized as the commercial lever with which it ought to be. And so understanding where you are at on the journey within a business, within an organization is key. And that means comparing apples and apples um, as, as, as much as you can do when it comes to certain challenge areas. What do I mean by comparing apples and apples? Well, um, when it comes to the data and with the McKenzie Dallas Review, which we're calling the Dial Diversity Review this year, we look specifically at CEO minus two. And we look at that CEO minus two level because we realize that those who are full time executives within the organization have got a huge power and impact to make a difference to the wider organization, not only externally, but hugely when it comes to internal talent as well and starting to put interventions in, develop the pipeline out that allows us to remove any blockages for women uh, and many others uh, within varying different groups of diversity to reach those senior echelons, uh, if that makes sense. And so looking at 10 facets of diversity, which is what we do a huge amount of, it weaves throughout the different work we do at Dial. So we look at everything from race, ethnicity, culture, disability, mental health and wellness, and all of these different areas combined. If we look at where they are within that CEO minus two, we can track then exactly what performance is on those areas as the year goes on. Um, sorry, as each year goes on, I should say. Um, and ultimately that, uh, you know, what, what gets measured gets done. It's one of my favorite management expressions, but it is true. Have there ever been times that your otherness to people around you seem like a barrier, not an opportunity? And how did you reframe that? I've become aware of uh, my physical aspects of diversity previously, but honestly, it was when I stepped into my own skin, as weird as that might sound, and embraced it. That's when the difference came about. So not trying to fit in and behave and act like others, being a bit weird and a bit kooky is actually okay. And ultimately in the realms of business and organizations, if there is a different way to achieve positive outcomes and drive success when it comes to purpose and also commerciality with organizations, it really shouldn't matter. I think there is you know, sometimes we call it imposter syndrome or, or, or we might we might call it almost, you know, having that, you know, victim mentality ourselves. I think we can often be our own worst enemy when it comes to things like that. Everyone else is not us. We can only be who we are. And so the exhaustion of not being yourself is a hard pill to swallow. So being yourself and actually finding those different aspects of what make you, you, and how you want to show up is really the best superpower that you can possibly have. I love that. What a better way, to, you know, the exhaustion of not being you. I, I, I can totally, I can totally feel that. And one of the other things that you set up across your community is the diverse, inclusive, aspirational leaders. So, um, and, and you also talked earlier about, you know, sort of going through a business and as you get higher up, the diversity absolutely kind of um, falls through the floor. But what, 
in your mind, uh, defines a great leader? And do you think it has changed over the last decade? Or in fact, actually, I, I, over the last couple of years with the, the pandemic? It's a really interesting question. I I truly believe that the the old stereotypical viewpoint of what a good or great leader looks like is starting to fall away. Leaders can't survive in that white ivory towered corner office situation. You know, the stereotypical leader of yesteryear that might bang their fists on the table or beat their hands on their chest and and being loud and uh, a very, um, you know, directive. Um, You know, it's certainly not what we see great leaders being today. The most successful leaders that I come across today are those that have incredibly high emotional intelligence and resilience. They don't actually necessarily know all of the answers, but they have empathy, they have resilience, they understand that we're living in a VUCA quote unquote world. It's constantly changing, it's moving, it's adapting. If we don't have that emotional intelligence, that empathy, that resilience, that authenticity, how will people ever buy into the ultimate purpose, the mission, the goal of what we're trying to achieve? And the same comes for the diversity and the breadth of our stakeholders as well. This is not just individuals internally that want to follow leaders that have that authenticity and that almost vulnerability a lot of the time, but it's also stakeholders, external customers, investors as well that care that leaders are are really looking at the social aspects. ESG is huge, as you probably know, Simone. And and so the complexities of influence and understanding that leaders need to have today is is far beyond the realms of what it used to be 10, 20 years ago. Um, I'll, I'll also add you know, with technology, with with fantastic digital technology, there's so many things that can be emulated that the human aspect cannot be emulated by anything. And especially with our younger generations of, of leaders, our millennials, Gen X, Y, Z, etc. They care about leaders who really foster deep purpose. They can go onto social media. We can go onto Twitter or, or which and whatever the social platform is now and say exactly what we think. There's more accountability for, for leaders. It's easy to get found out if you don't mean what you say or if you're not willing to back up the actions of the words that you speak. And so emotional intelligence, I think, is critical. I do think the role of the leader has shaped um, and evolved a huge amount, but I do think it is for for good and for the right reasons. And, and we've said before on this podcast, you know, people don't leave uh, jobs; they leave bad leaders. You know, and if I know you work with an awful lot of you know, um, you know huge organisations out there, any great examples of organisations that are doing well? You know, doing some of that, you know, that transformation really well. It's a really great question. I'm trying now not to look biased by calling out organisations that I think are doing great things. <laughs> Um, but there are a huge 
amount out there. Um, the, the co-op with a lot of its social equity and, and, and social mobility, I think, is a, a wonderful, wonderful organisation. Of course, they have Shireen Carrihack leading before there now. Um, brilliant leaders um, who came before her as well, like Stephen Rowles, who's such a, um, you know, authentic and em- empathetic uh, leader. Um, social mobility uh, is key now to a lot of organisation strategy. KPMG put some incredibly um, positively hairy targets out there when it came to um, looking at a lot of their workforce uh, needing to come from certain areas of the population and not necessarily now needing to have a degree or certain credentials from certain organisations or academic institutions. And I think that is really transformative because we're then not looking at a small pool of the population and uh, the level of privilege, certainly with knowing right people, right networks, et cetera, et cetera. Those things start to break away somewhat. And so we give opportunity based upon the skill of the individual and excluding everything else. Pfizer, Walgreen Boots Alliance doing wonderful things about healthcare equity, healthcare um, is a, a huge area again when it comes to the realms of, of, of diversity and interestingly private equity companies now and investors are really looking at how important the social aspects of ESG is because their investors, their stakeholders care about purpose-driven capital. Uh, so, so I hope that I, I hope that gives a couple of, of good examples of, of, of what is happening. Simone. But I could go on. There are many people doing many things. And if if an organisation or a leader out there, irrespective of their size, their sector, their location, you know, could do just one thing to help their employers bring their whole selves to work and unleash that full potential, what would that be? If employers could do one thing, I'm going to sound really, really biased here. However... I know that it works because it is grounded in numbers and data. I would say, look at the data. The data doesn't lie, but make sure you're looking at the right data. We'd love you to get involved with our Dial Diversity Review, which is entirely um, free to participate in. It will tell you where you're at CEO minus two across 10 dimensions. What gets measured gets done, but we cannot have the data without having the voice, the voice and the purpose and the stories behind each and every individual within the organisation is critical. So speaking out will always be something that is the heart and centre of this because people's hearts, their minds aren't in what they're doing. They're not going to be enthused about the work that they do every day and we can really grow and inspire change and drive engagement. Leila, thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast and bringing your whole self, what everything that you're doing out there. You can find details of the review and of Dial in the show notes. Please do follow and see what Leila is doing there and her team because it's absolutely groundbreaking, shifting the dial, moving things on, cracking on in true Northern style. Leila, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure has been all mine. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Oh, and thanks to everyone 
anyone out there listening, as I say, please do check out Layla and everything around Dial on, on in the show notes and, and do follow her because she's got so much insight there to do and so much that every individual leader can learn from. Thank you for listening today. Uh, please do stay connected on all our socials at North Power Women on Twitter and Northern Power Women and all the other ones and do stay connected via our power platform which is undergoing ongoing developments. You can see all of our short list of all of our new power list, future list, all details of all our events, our parrot mentoring. So it's busy. We want to be busy because we want to keep you connected. Thank you so much for joining. My name's Simone. You've been listening to the Northern Power Women podcast, a What Goes on Media production. Ooh.